What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here, Rad Parenting, sitting across from my co-host. Anaya Bogue. There we go. Got it set up. I wonder if people ever think that we've like pre-recorded that intro because you're so consistent. I am pretty consistent with it. Yeah. I've tried to change it up a few times. It nope. just doesn't feel doesn't like. feel right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like anyone that listens to the show, I eat a tuna fish sandwich every day. I wear the same black t-shirts Wait, do you really day. eat a tuna fish sandwich every day? Not every day, but by this point, I've definitely eaten a dolphin. I know I have because I've eaten so much tuna in my life. I don't know. I know. I love tuna. You know I love tuna, but I had no idea that was like a regular thing for you. Absolutely. Joe Sib trivia. Yeah. I love I, it. I, I'm, but I, my point being that we use the same intro every week yeah. is because I just like certain things a certain way. And if they work, I'm not, you know, what's that thing? Don't, you know, don't break it if it's not broken. No, no, don't. Wait, Whatever. break it if you want to make it? No. no I don't know. So, so I'm coming up with sayings <laughs> that don't even make sense. Hey, uh, today's show, uh, first of all, is brought to you by our good friends at GoGo Squeeze. And we're giving them a shout out. You hear uh, us talking about GoGo Squeeze. They've been uh, awesome enough to sponsor this episode and help us out here at Rad Parenting. Uh, GoGo Squeeze is definitely a mainstay in our house because it's so easy. Do you throw them in the lunches? Oh my gosh. For my nine-year-old, absolutely. It's such a it's such an easy go-to, even either in addition to, to the fruit she's getting or whatever. It's just easy peasy. Yeah. They have a ton of flavors. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, it's in the, it's in the, it, the best thing I love about it is the container that it's in is just so simple. Yes. And I'm, you know, once again, we've talked on episodes, I'm a neat freak. So I just love that. Yep. Uh, for us, it's definitely um, the go-to snack after like a skate session. Nice. You know, Nate and I will be in the car and he'll be like, dad, let's get chips. Pull over at the store. And I just, I, you know, it's so bad. I you whip, whip it out. No, I, I have them in the glove compartment. Yeah. And I don't know if you're even supposed to keep them in there, but I just whip them. <laughs> Backed him in the back seat, and there's just empty go-go squeezes all over the back of our car. Oh, dear. Yeah, I got to get those out of there. So anyway, shout out to go-go squeeze. And we're not just saying that because uh, go-go squeeze, I didn't know about them until Anaya turned me on to them. Mm -hmm. Before we, back in the day when we started Rad Parenting. All right, this show is inspired by the show It Takes a Village. When I learned that phrase from you, it was a game changer for me because it really put into perspective raising our children we are raising them with all the other parents in mm-hmm. our village. Mm-hmm. Um, our village is pretty big because it's called Los Angeles, California. So there's a ton <laughs> of villagers and yeah. we're all trying to make it happen. Uh, I wanted to throw this out onto the table today. And I think a lot of our listeners will be able to share with it. Uh, when you're a parent and you're raising your children, when they're toddlers, uh, all the way through teens till they move out, uh, I think you deal with different versions of, I guess the only word I can use is judgment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes in different forms, shapes, and sizes. Uh, sometimes it'll come in a text. Hey, I saw what so-and-so wore to class today. Wow, that was pretty crazy. Aren't you worried, though, that him wearing pink is just going to be something he'll do forever? And you're like, wow, that's like a backhanded insult to me. And you know what? You, do you follow <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? I totally do, yes. Uh, I remember my son, Nate, used to always wear, and I've talked about it on the show, he had no problem wearing his sister's dresses and pink tutus. And I used to say, oh my gosh, I know I'm raising David Bowie. This is going to be amazing because he'd have his guitar on and he would just be dressed in, he'd have the wings on, the whole thing. He dressed as a fairy, straight up. Yeah. And I loved it. But I got a lot of stink eye from other parents. And when yeah. I say stink eye, I mean stares. 
uh, you can see the judgment mm-hmm. on their faces. Yeah, like, what is he thinking? What kind of father would let his kid blah, blah, blah? And Ex- now the kid's going to get bullied, and that's so irresponsible. And yeah. There you go. Exactly. So that right there spawns or is the reason that we're going in this episode. I feel as parents, we're always dealing with other parents. And I, and I mean this in the way that they're coming from a place of like, oh, we really truly are caring and wondering and we're hoping everything's cool on your end because we've noticed, I heard that their grades slipped a little bit. And I mean, you know, kids will be kids or different scenarios, even when they're older. Like, wow, I, I heard that they're thinking of maybe not going to college. Wow, I mean, <laughs> that would be crazy, wouldn't it? And and for someone that's listening to this show, I got a feeling that the things I've just mentioned, you're like, yeah, because you're listening to this show and you're like, we think out of the box. We want our kids to be happy. Mm-hmm. And if they want to wear a pink dress, maybe they don't want to go to college. Maybe they're deciding they're going to go to college. The whole spectrum of their whole growth from the time they're born to they're 18, it's going to be ups and downs all the time. And you know what? My gig as a parent is to allow them to maneuver in this world and find out who they are. Yes. But with the theory of it takes a village, mm-hmm. what I want to ask you, Nea, is how do you deal with those villagers that are just... Coming from a place that you're like, that isn't cool what you're saying, but I don't want to get... It's another parent. Mm -hmm. And all of us have to maneuver with these other parents, whether Mm -hmm. it's the parents that you use for pickup and drop-off or carpooling to jujitsu. Hey, by the way, the people that we carpool to jujitsu, totally cool. Just want you to know (laughs) that. Because I just thought, we're the lame parents. We're always late. They hate us probably. But anyway, sorry. But my point being is, it's really about those villagers and all of us dealing it together. And I just feel like sometimes there's some villagers that just aren't cool and I have to still deal with them. And I, what I really want to say to them is F you don't talk to me about mm-hmm. my kid, worry about your own kid. Mm-hmm. But then Karen tells me I can't do that. And I know I can't, but that's just the punk rocker in me. So Anea, help me out. Okay. <laughs> so, well, there's, there's actually lots going on here. And, and the, the thing that's going on at the center of it all is ego right? Your, your, your ego, the other parent's ego, uh, parenting our children through ego. So like right from one of our earliest episodes, we talked about like one of the top three rules of, of parenting is check, like leave your ego at the door. We, we have to do it. And so um, I would say that the degree to which it's going to bother you as a parent, if some other, one of the villagers has commentary for you that usually comes through in some like passive aggressive feigned concern that really has nothing to do with genuine curiosity or actual concern. But what's happened is a button has been pushed for them that you're doing something different as a parent than they would do. And they're like, what does that mean about me as a parent, right? And, mm. and you need to do it more like me, i.e., for example, I would never, I'm just, this is me playing the villager. I would never let my son wear a tutu to school. I mean, that would A, be like irresponsible. What would that make, make me look like? I would be setting the kid up for bullying, whatever their story is. And that's where the reaction is coming from. So like, what does it mean that Joe Sib has the audacity or the whatever to like let his kid do that? And, and so it's super fueled, right? Because our kids, being a parent is a charged, a charged role. 
and, and this is where we have to step back and go, what makes it most charged is when our ego is way involved and we're experiencing our child as an extension of who we are so that when that passive aggressive behavior is happening, that villager who comes in and instead of actually being concerned is like trying to poke holes in our parenting, if we can take a breath and go, okay, let me just check in with this because that's, you know, if it, if you're really solid, it's not going to bother you. You're almost going to just see it for what it is and be like, wow, something's, you know, there's a bee in her bonnet, like, or his bonnet or whatever. Um, I'm solid on this. I know why I made the choice to have my kid choose what he or she wants to wear, go to school. We had a little chat about the realities of the world. And, you know, there's probably going to be at least one kid in your class, dude, that's going to have something something to say because he just can't get his head around you stepping way outside the box and wearing a tutu. And, you know, if you want to talk about maybe some of the things you could say to him, I just want to make sure you're cool and you're ready for that. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and what comes to my mind is the issue that sometimes I just don't want to hear what other parents are, have to say about my own kids. Now, granted, if someone was saying, hey, um, th- it's a life-threatening, something yes. moral, something dangerous, like, yes. hey, I heard that Nate the other day was climbing on the roof and he was trying to, you know, ollie on his skateboard from one roof to another, Joe, it's 35 feet in the air. Hey, I want you to tell me that. Yeah. But the thing that is hard for me to deal with, and Karen is way better with dealing with it, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm saying once again, it is the punk rocker in me that I just can't shake, is I don't mind if my kids don't want to follow the norm. And uh, right now with my daughter, it might be, what college are you going to? I mean, if someone asked me and my family <laughs> one more time about yeah. where my daughter's going to go to college, w- how much money we've put aside for college, what my retirement and how that works with my college. I mean, these questions that- Are parent, you freaking kidding me? People will ask you crazy, crazy things. Now, thank God, the, um, thank God the group of people that we're tight with in her high school and her class, they're great crew of people you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not our it's not our close friends you know but it's it's the people that you don't know that well that you might be sitting next to at a baseball game or you might be you know sitting next to at some sort of gathering at Mm -hmm. the school and you start talking and before you know it oh so you're so-and-so's father what school have you guys decided to go to and are you are you touring schools yeah those are questions that are nice enough and fair enough but when it starts to turn into parents almost critiquing mm-hmm. the way that you are parenting. And mm-hmm. like I said, if no one's getting hurt and, and it's not life-threatening, I kind of feel that the villager has to you know, stay out of your hair. You've got enough on your plate. Is that making sense it, what it, I'm saying? It is. I it remember is. just one example, when we homeschooled. Mm-hmm. When we homeschooled both our kids for two years, the amount of backhanded concern that was coming from a place of... Hey, wow, that's so great. You're homeschooling. Wow, we wish we could do that. And then you're like, you buy in. It's like hook in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, this person generally cares. And you start having the conversation. And then they just, at the end of the conversation, go, but aren't you concerned that they won't have any social and the aspect of growing up around other kids and they'll end up living alone underneath the bridge? And you're like, whoa, (laughs) wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. And then it was always, the last thing I'll say is this, and I'll shut up, is... I always have those moments right when I fall to sleep where I replay a conversation with someone in my head and I just, everything they said to me, I took to the face with a smile 
And then at midnight, I realized, wow, they weren't coming from a place that was cool. Mm -hmm. They were coming, this villager was not being cool to me. Yeah. How do you maneuver? Because I know parents right now are like, Joe, I hear you. I mm -hmm. deal with that every day. How do you, because you got to maneuver with people. Right. Okay. Well, there's, I mean, again, there's so much in here. So let's just take that example. We could, Let's take the homeschool example. Because what is so evident to me in that is if somebody, it's natural to have whatever feelings we have, right? I mean, parenting is charged. It is the biggest, most challenging, and, and potentially, let's just say, the most important thing most of us feel we'll ever do. And so when some, when another parent's choice in any way calls into question, even indirectly, not them saying, well, this is what we're doing. Why aren't you? But just you watch like those parents saying, watching you and Karen make a choice to say, you know what? We're going to pull our kids off the main road and we're going to, we're going to try this homeschooling thing for a couple of, a couple of years or a year or whatever. What that does is it causes the other parent to go, whoa, like, are we getting it wrong? Are, are we supposed to be doing that? Is that where the ego steps and in? Yes, yes. And if and if they know they can't, if they know they can't do it, um, then they have to find to to satisfy their own sense of like, ooh, maybe I'm falling short. I they have to fix that feeling or make that feeling go away by diminishing what you're doing, so it doesn't feel like they're falling short. Does Got that it. make sense? Got, As no, opposed it. to saying, and this is where it all comes back, because I think one of the things, one of the examples that I find most that is a rub for me, because I've got two really brilliant daughters, but and I know that in their own ways, like my my older daughter. Her, her clear gift is, I mean, she's an artist. Like, I mean, she, the things that she can pull off in terms of like visual arts, painting, I'm just like in my dreams. Like there's just no way that I could ever. And I am a parent who, I mean, has education's always been super important to me. My big moment of reckoning or one of my big moment, moments of reckoning as a parent was when she went away to college, really good school, blah, 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 could have had it made. It was up in Canada, so it was super affordable. And Canada shout out. There it is. Got to get ding, it in. Ding, ding. <laughs> and, um, and, and she did a year and she was like, nope, like not for me. This has nothing to do with me actually getting an education, developing as a human, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not to mention, here's the thing I really love to do. And I had to step back and go, wow, like I've been parenting and anticipating that she was going to do the thing that I did. And I had to be like, whoa, Anaya, time to freaking walk your talk and, and, and come back. And that's what we always say in Rad Parenting. To me, our primary goal as parents, to be a, a, a good parent, there, there's, there's a judgmental word in there, but to be a truly good parent, I believe that our job is to understand that we have brought another human into the world that is their own, they are a separate entity and they are on their own path. Our job is to help facilitate that, their travel down their path in a safe way with enough room to explore and figure out who they are, what their unique gift or genius is, and to help them bring that to fruition. Period. The end. It could be on the complete opposite spectrum of what's important to us. It could be a very different expression of, of a gift than what we have. And, and that is our job is to allow that to happen as opposed to pigeonholing them and putting them into a little box that we say, or the majority of parents say, um, will define them as a successful individual in the world. Because that's when we're really failing as parents, in my humble opinion, is to say, well, to get my kid to go with the flow and to make me feel like I'm a good parent with all the other parents... 
I'm going to make my kid do what all these other parents are making their kids do. I'm telling you, you will fail your child and you will put pressure on them that could be enormously detrimental. Anea, words of wisdom Ooh. right there. Wow, I want to get that tattooed on my back. Everything you just Everything said I right just there, said. I loved it. It would hey, have to be on your back. Hey, I want to talk more about this. I want to go into detail. Also, I want to leave our listeners with like some tools so we can have how we can mm -hmm. deal with the other villagers that are in our village yeah. while we're parenting our kids, while we're seeing uh, these certain people in our lives that... There's certain villagers you got to deal with that you don't want to, but you also don't want to all of a sudden be the parent that doesn't get along with everybody. Yeah. And you don't yeah. want to be the parent that can't be the parent to hang out with people because you have a riff with someone. Like, I don't want to be that guy either. Yeah. But I do feel that like if you could give us some tools and some pointers and maybe how to deal with different different things when they're when they're coming up. Maybe, maybe yeah. actually in the midst of the conversation. Well, let's come up with another. Let's let's I'm gonna continue with sort of the example that I started with before I got on that heated tangent when we come back from the break and uh, and then we'll use that to kind of give us some some tools. Talking about our friends at Go Go Squeeze. Anea Bogue is a huge fan of Go Go Squeeze. She actually turned me on to Go Go Squeeze. I talked about it earlier. I'm always throwing Go Go Squeeze at my son after we skate or surf together. Uh, everyone's looking for simple ways to squeeze more fruit and veggies into their kid's day, right? Heck yeah. I'm squeezing it in all day long. Well, I'm telling you right now, Go Go Squeeze is made from 100% all natural fruit with no artificial anything. Anae and I love that. Nothing but orchard fresh apples and other wholesome fruit all in a squeezable pouch. I love that pouch. It, yeah, and, and you can and, and squeezable, and you can put the lid back on. I love it. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Boom! It's ready to go wherever they go. And Go Go Squeeze is delicious. Any kid will tell you that. Like seriously, if you pull over in your car and go, "Yo, do you like Go Go Squeeze?" The kid will be like, "Yes!" And you just drive away. That's what happens right there. <laughs> and they've got over twenty-five amazing flavors. Uh, don't do that example I just gave you because that would probably scare a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, twenty-five flavors. Great tastes of apples blended with strawberry, banana, cinnamon, and so much more, even veggies and pantry-friendly yogurt. Wow. Love it. I want one right now. Packed, uh, you can pack their lunches with something delicious for the kids. You can feel great about too. That'll be great. Go, go, squeeze. Fruit on the go pouches. You can find them in the applesauce aisle today. I just nailed that reading. You did. That I was did. so good. You know, the other thing I just thought of is when I give my daughter like regular applesauce, I also have to give her a spoon. And that's the other thing I love about Go Go Squeeze. It's literally like a one hand deal. You just pop it in there and uh, and she's good to go. Yeah. You know, because the other thing is, is that the spoon, I'll tell you right now, we have no spoons at our house because <laughs> we, they go in the car and they disappear. Yeah, they're in the trash can at the They school. are. They are. There's, there's metal. The set is ruined. Yeah. No, there's, no, it's true. <laughs> I know. It's true. We buy so much silverware and it's just gone. Like I go, oh, cool. I'm looking for a fork. No, there's just butter knives. We have thousands of butter. I, the other day I was eating with two butter knives. Karen's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I can't find a fork. I can't find a spoon. They've all been thrown away. So there you go. And hey, we got to give a shout out one more time to Go Go Squeeze just because they've been super cool with sponsoring our show. And uh, it just helps us to do what we do and keep doing it. All right, back into the episode talking about uh, it takes a village on that theory, dealing with parents in this village sometimes that have those backhanded concerns about your kid. And that drives me crazy. I, I, I remember saying, mind your own business. Does anyone remember that? 
Yeah. Remember that? Mind your own business. That's gone. Yeah. Another saying that's gone is if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. It's like nowadays, check it out. I'm going to mind your business and I'm going to tell you what I think. Well, I didn't ask for it. Okay. Now we're having that conversation. (laughs) Uh I just wanted to have a cup of coffee and take my kid to school. With that said, I know, I honestly believe this in everyone's hearts. They do mean the best, I think. Or am I wrong in assuming that? Be honest. You know, I, I'm honest. gonna be honest. I don't I don't necessarily think so. I think okay. that I think what's happening is for that person in that moment, we've all been there. This is not a like we've all been there for sure. I know this well. Is we are having a moment of like, oh my gosh, if my kid is not like keeping up with the other kids at school or or meeting the same, like expressing, let's I, I wanna be really, really deliberate with this language that my kids my kid's gift, my kid's genius. You know, Michael Mead, who I've talked about before, talks about every single human being coming into the planet or onto the planet with their own unique genius. And that the job of that individual with the help of their family and their community is to discover what that gift is, to hone it, and then to offer it to the world. And if everybody else is doing the same thing, like to use the village analogy, like if everybody in the village were just like, we don't know what my kid's gift is, but I know that he or she has one and our job as parents is to help them figure that out. And number one, it's not going to be the same as your gift, mom and dad. It's their own unique gift. So if, you know, Joe down the road is, you know, just gifted at math, good for Joe. Awesome. We have a mathematician in the village, you know, but Sally, you know, a couple doors down is a gifted artist. You know, another person is, you know, really good at putting fashion together. Another kid is just, you know, an amazing athlete. Like whatever it is, we, we have to check ourselves and make sure that we are staying in our own lane and we're staying focused on what our job is, which is to help our child discover what his or her unique gift is. So all this BS about like, my kid is is gifted. Yeah, so is mine and so is hers. And so they just have different gifts. What you're really saying is in a way that we collectively as a society have said, well, this is what makes somebody better than my kid fits into that category. And that makes me feel better as a person. Yeah. That, that that kid is mine. I must have done something wrong. <laughs> I must have done something right. Pat myself on the back. And now just to make sure I get that little fix for the day, I'm going to mention it to Joe Sib on my way into school in the morning. Like, so the, so the first thing is we need to really check ourselves. Are we participating in that behavior? Are we participating in like, I need a little hit to make me feel good about myself as a human and by extension as a parent. And so I'm going to just drop a little thing in about my kid being identified as gifted or whatever the thing is. The word gifted, if, oh man, that just reminds me. And it really was thrown around a lot when the kids are younger for the parents that have toddlers. You know what I'm talking about. They know and it's that's that the gifted, well, you know, he's gifted. We recently had him tested and he's gifted. She's gifted. She's gifted. If I, I remember so many, uh, summers in my backyard, every, you know, kids swimming over here, everyone over here. And if I had a dollar for every time I heard the word gifted or a a conversation about Mm -hmm. someone being gifted, well, you know, he's gifted. And I'm like, well, listen, uh, your kid that's gifted, uh, busted a two in my toilet and didn't flush the toilet. So the gift to me is flush the toilet. So Mr. Einstein over there can't get rid of the two. I, I'm sorry. I don't no, know. I love it. it I, but no, do you know I, what I'm saying? And I yes. would, and Karen and I would just sit there and we would, we would, you know, we were new parents. And then I would, I'll be honest. I would start wondering, well, are my kids gifted? 
Yeah. And I'd start second. Yeah. Do second. we need to get the flashcards out? Like, is is too too late? Have we have we slept on this one, Karen? Exactly. Yeah. And we started worrying. And I want parents to know, don't do that. Well, and and especially don't do it, folks. I think it's important that we we realize that you know we're we're steering the ship, and so. You know, part of it is we have to get right with ourselves, right? We have to understand our 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 journey, our success as parents is largely going to be defined on have we found that balance between modeling, um, you know, setting guidelines and expectations. Like I expect you to figure out what your gift is and to do whatever you can to hone that, become the best and truest version of yourself. That should be the constant message. And then how that takes shape is where you, you know, giving them room and not applying your own agenda. Like, well, you know, for me it was, of course you're going to go to college. What do you mean you're not going to go to college, right? And and when I realize and when I see how that has come to fruition with my own daughter, my older daughter, and now I will repeat it with my younger daughter because I see how that's played out, um, is she is amazing and thriving and, and you know, just... And she had, I insisted, oh no, no, you, you want, you want to do art someday? You, first you're going to do four years at college because you need to have that under your belt. She would have been miserable. And, and as a self-educator, as a, like, I mean, she's just, she's brilliant beyond words, just completely unwilling and could not have thrived in a traditional sort of college setting. I love you setting that and saying that and being that transparent because I know your whole background, mm -hmm. your education your pursuit of education, higher learning. And for you of all people to have to have your daughter say, hey, I don't want to finish school. I'm going to, I'm going to come out and I'm going to do what I want to do. Yes. That was a real uh, a, a moment for you. Yep. And it was Th not easy. And I, I would love... be lying if I said that it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could be that, I could be with you on that same page. Yeah. I've realized this though. I have a daughter in high school. I have a son in seventh grade. And one of the things I grew up, my dad, super educated. I've talked about him a ton on the show, uh, taught at so many different schools, uh, higher academics, his whole entire life uh, involved on administration and everything. Super just- yeah, he's, a, he's got a PhD. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, <laughs> education has been such a huge part of my life. So it rubbed off on me in the sense of me wanting that for my kids. But mm -hmm. I will tell you this right now as a parent, uh, grades and the happiness with my kids where I'm at right now in my life and where we're at as a family right now is kids being happy versus good grades. I'll always take kids being happy. Yes. I am not going to put on my son or daughter's shoulders this crazy, uh, if you don't go to this school, mm -hmm. if you don't have this happen, your life is a waste. I, I don't believe it. Yep. And I don't want to put that type of pressure on my kids because they have enough pressure that they're putting on themselves. Mm -hmm. And when I took step back and made that conscious decision, I can tell you that that was when the kids both really started to find out who they were. I'm not going to say though, I'm not going to say right now, oh, and that's when they both started getting amazing grades. Because that's not the that's not yeah. the case. But you know what? It started happening. People became happier. People yes. wanted to uh, go to school and and learn about what they were interested in. Yeah. And that, to me, as you've always said, Anne, and I learned it from you. They are not me. I am not them. They are their own person on their own journey. And that is the biggest thing I have taken from doing this podcast with you. Yeah. And so, so, and that, so that very thing is at, is at really at the heart of the subject that we're talking about today. So, Seriously. so the first thing is to, you know, to check yourself because 
in the same way, you know, we're talking about the parent who comes up with the passive aggressive comment or, you know, about something your kid is doing and... Or something your kid has done. Yep. Or something your kid has done that is outside the realm of... I heard they're not playing baseball anymore. Right, right. Wow. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean, they really put the time in. So what are they going to do with their time now that they're not going to be tr- playing travel ball? Exactly. Uh, none of your business. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I yeah, can't Or, or so- something else. Like they, or, he or he or she decided that it just wasn't something that they wanted to continue to put a ton of time and energy into. Wow. So they're not doing swim team anymore? Why is that? Because it sucked getting up at 7 a.m. and they realized they didn't like it. Right. Wow. Right. So- what you know? That's those yes. are the type of conversations okay. that you get. So there's so there's two parts here, right? So there's you know here we are sort of talking about and giving commentary uh, and maybe a little judgment of of the parent who's doing that in the first place. It was just judgment on my imitation. <laughs> why are they? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> no, but I think I think what you're capturing there, Joe, in in because I think it is accurate is we can sense when another human who is interacting with us is coming from a place of genuine curiosity or genuine care, not, this is loaded with judgment. I think what you're doing is totally screwed up. It's making me second guess my parenting choices. And so I'm going to say, you know, this and cause you to question your parenting choices. Cause I'm not going to be in this on my own. Right. And, and so as opposed to, you know, a parent that says, uh, you know, oh, I, I heard, I heard, uh, you know, Nate, Nate got hurt at baseball. Like, is he okay? Is he, is he still going to be playing? Or, you know, I heard he quit. Like, is he okay? Does he, did he just decide he wanted to try something different? Like those little subtleties, both in energy and tone and even, even word choice, we immediately know where somebody's coming from. And so, um, so we're talking about that them on that side, but we don't have any control over them. We only have control over ourselves. So the first step is always to, if it's rubbing you when that parent comes up to you, is to go, oh, wait a minute. Like somebody, this person just struck a chord with me and I'm actually having a moment of questioning like, huh, am I falling short as a parent? Should I not have let him wear the tutu? Should I not have let him quit baseball? Blah, blah, blah. And so you need to do a quick check-in with yourself. And it's not necessarily a bad thing that you have that villager that comes in and like pokes you a little bit just so that you can get solid again and go, yep, check, know exactly why I made those choices. I'm on track. My kids, this is, my parenting is about helping my kid become the, the truest, fullest version of him or herself. If that parent has something else on their mind in terms of how they're parenting, that is their business. I'm going to stay in my own lane over here and do my thing. And and you'll quickly diffuse those feelings inside of like, "Uh uh-oh, am I screwing up? Um, So that's the first thing. Is, is that check-in. Realize you cannot change them. You can only, so you're checking in with yourself and making sure you're on track. Um, and then I think the second thing is, is to really, you know, remember and be checking back with your kid and say, like, for my, in line with that first step, I need to be checking in with my kid regularly and make sure that, that he or she is still on track. Like, are you still digging it? Does it still feel fulfilling? Because that's, that is what this has to be about. Does it mean that there aren't going to be moments when you don't want to get up for such and such practice? Um, does that mean that we just throw it out the first time it gets hard? No, absolutely not. Especially if you've identified that this is the thing that you want to do or a commitment that you want to make. But at such time as your kid is like, showing deep unhappiness doing something that you know either he or you set him you know set him up to do it is important that we allow space and don't not be pressured by well what are these other parents going to think if i let my kid quit 
whatever, fill in the blank, that cannot, it will be a factor, but we have to put it in its place. Or even for the example of saying quitting, we're also saying what they're wearing, what they're yes. listening to, yes. maybe uh, what they're what they're doing, like skateboarding, or yeah. maybe they decided to pursue something that's totally different than the rest of the crew. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go off and do this now. And it, and it doesn't, it isn't the same thing that the rest of the kids are mm-hmm. doing. So it's important too that you're going to get pushbacks or not pushback, but sometimes a villager is going to bring that up to right. you. It's not so much quitting things, I think, but as much as it's just a villager questioning you as a parent. Yes. And what you said, Anaya, during that whole time period right there was so great because it rang true in so many areas. I love the idea of stay in lane. I've been hearing that term so much lately. Uh, it's, it has, I heard it recently with comedy. Uh, a guy said to me, man, you know, you're in a great lane, Joe. And I was like, I am. They're like, yeah, you're the dad that has the kids that used to be the punk rocker. That's mm-hmm. trying to raise kids, but you're not good with authority, but now you are the authority. And I'm like, really? Because that's your lane. And I was like, wow. Yes. And what I, realized when you just said that with parenting is that the job as being a parent and and with your family is staying in your lane and really allowing yourself to guide and like you said be the captain along with your partner of this ship your two together being the captain and stay in your lane and allow your kids to be who they are and grow on this journey. and To, just to be pop- in their own lane. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing is it's not just about being the captains in terms of providing guidelines and space. It's also you yourself embodying the thing that you're trying to teach your kids. Yeah. So it's not, you know, well, I was this, you know, like punk rocker, you know, skater, musician, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that that's where it's at. And, and if you're my son, you'll do the same because I need the validation that I know. In fact, no it's way. whatever. Like I'm going to be the best I can be if I'm doing me. That's what staying in your own lane, own lane is about. I'm going to do me. And so really wouldn't it be a wouldn't it be brilliant in those moments it is you it's usually impossible because we're we're rocked, right? We're we're rocked in so many ways when the parent like we're like is this person really saying this to me well, right now? All of a sudden they got in your lane. They just the, they exactly. didn't even put a signal like they're on. here. They're, they're sitting next to me in the Prius. <laughs> and um yeah, and, and and that's when you have to you it's almost like if you could just get get yourself together and be like, "Oh yeah, there's my kid doing doing Nate, Nate doing Nate." You know, I love the tool. I love the tool tools that you gave us. Just to step back for a second, what I got from it was, hey, take a beat on yourself. Uh, is this what this parent is asking me? I'm going to ask myself. Yeah, you know what? Why is that hitting me the right way? Oh, that's my ego right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm cool with what my son or daughter's doing that this parent obviously has an issue with. Okay, I'm cool with it. All right, next question. Yes. The next question is, where is this person's uh, true feelings coming from? Oh, you know what? They are truly concerned. You know, I, I I after I let my ego go away, I really feel that this question or this concern that this mother or father has brought up to me yeah. is valid. And you know what? I was letting my ego get in the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna honor it. I'm gonna answer. It. This villager cares. Or the last part that you said, you know what? This is coming from a place that's not cool. I'm going to let them speak their mind. I'm going to be cool with them, but I'm also not going to let that be a seed in my soil and my brain to turn into something that I yeah. start worrying about. And you can even go as far as planting a little seed and being like, you know what? The way we parent is is helping our kids become the truest, the best, fullest, truest version of themselves. I love and, it. And that's part of the deal here for us. Like, you know, I'm so stoked we did this episode. Because it was something that I feel I talk to parents about all the time. Mm-hmm. 
So-and-so said this. What do you think they meant by that? Yep. You know, another mother said this. What do you think she meant by that? Yep. A father, what does he mean by that? What did she mean by that? And they start questioning themselves. And I feel that, that they start questioning what they're doing uh, with guiding their own kids when yes. you're like, you know what? You're doing a good job. Just stay in your lane. You're doing good. Yeah. So And because so- it matters so much, it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rub. And I think that at least 50% of the time, those rubs are okay because they get us to take a beat and take, you know, reflect on what we're doing instead of just being on autopilot um, and, and, and having the check-in. And ideally, it's a like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm right on track. I know exactly why I made that choice as a parent. Or, huh, yeah, you know, maybe I hadn't considered that that might, maybe I should have talked to Nate a little bit more about like what kind of, you know, what kind of uh, feedback he might get at school if he wears the tutu, just so he's going into it eyes wide open. Absolutely. Matt, great episode. Thank you so much, Anaya, for uh, shedding so much light. And now I feel better. I feel like now I'm ready to tackle any parent that comes at me. <laughs> Come at me today. Bring it. Bring it on. My phone's in one hand and I'm ready to talk to you. All right. Uh, anybody that wants to hit a review, we would appreciate it so much. iTunes, you can always go right there and write a review. Hit us an email, radparenting at gmail.com. Send us a text. Text the word parenting to 313131. That is it for me. My name is Joe Sip with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And check it out. We're out of here. Late. Late.